Eliezer House. Welcome to this episode 157. I'm here with Lewis. Hey. And this is Bobby. If you've never noticed, listeners, every week you're going to be missing uh, a commentator somehow. Like someone gets killed, but then you get a bonus life and come back the next week. But something happens, you know? <laughs> we killed David. <laughs> Uh, uh, we we started noticing like, hey, you know, you guys have killed me. We've killed Bobby. Why has nobody killed David? <laughs> this is literally the first show that he's ever missed a, in nearly four years now. This is since we've been do, doing the podcast. I'm not looking at the calendar. Uh, no, I, well, I know we started <laughs> in 2015, so summer of 2015. So we're going up. Uh, wow, four years flew by. But this is the first episode that David has ever missed so this is the first time that bobby and i have ever done a podcast together so i'm not really sure how the chemistry chemistry is going to be between chemistry. the most liked guy in the podcast <laughs> and the most hated guy on the podcast <laughs> who knows who knows should, to me yeah. to me it may be funny because i know how our conversations go when we just call each other how funny that oh, shit my, is like so. yeah well, we go on we go on pretty hilarious tangents when that happens, and you don't want that on the podcast, so that might, you know, you might not get that. Yeah, entertainment so, is valuable. Yeah, yeah, lots of entertainment. So uh, David is uh, still in New York. He actually traveled to go watch the Galaxy play the Red Bulls this past weekend. He is still there. He doesn't come back till tomorrow night. We're recording a, a day early. Uh, thinking that he was going to be able to to, uh, to record, but that, that wasn't the case. Uh, so uh, we had to get this done because we do have a game on Wednesday that we need to preview. So David said, go on without us. But being that oh, he what was... a soldier. What a soldier, right? Um, but being that he was at the game in Red Bull Arena, he's got stories to tell. He's He has experiences. Uh, so it, it was unfortunate that he couldn't be on the show uh, to tell us about those. So I think we might do a penalty show since we haven't done one in, in a while uh, about just uh, David's trip because he does have a lot to say and there's a lot of good stuff uh, that, that happened during that game, even if the result uh, didn't necessarily reflect that. So uh, somewhere down the, the somewhere in the week, uh, we'll release a penalty show about uh, what happened uh, in New York. So that should be a lot of fun. So tune in. Uh, for that. Um, other than that, uh, Bobby, how was your weekend? Not so good. I mean, the galaxy lost. Yeah, I know. So, I you mean, know, after, after that happened, I was, I was upset, like, like visibly upset. And, uh, and my girlfriend noticed it and she, you know, she was just kind of like at first, like, all right, we'll kind of like, just kind of like steer clear. But then I kept, probably subconsciously wanting people to know that I am really not happy with this result. And then it kind of annoyed her. And then she kind <laughs> of, uh, she kind of like really said, I mean, she was already on the way out of the house cause she had plans, but that kind of also upset me. Uh, I'm not going to get into that, but basically that made me more upset where like things just started avalanching <laughs> that, mm, wow. that morning. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, so then, so then I had to like kind of take myself out of that funk and I'm like, why am I so mad on Star Wars Day? Like, I should be, like, all happy, like, be, like, this, like, huge Star Wars nerd. And so I, I'm alone with the baby because at the time that she left, the baby woke up. And so um, 
So I decided uh, we were supposed to go to downtown Disney uh, that day. But then she said, yeah, I'm kind of don't want to go around you when you're like that. So she kind of said, I'm not going to go, which, again, that's part of the avalanche that kind of like ticked me off. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to take him with me. And on the way there, I said, you know what, I need some cheering up. And I just decided just to like spontaneously buy a ticket to Disneyland. Mm hmm. So I just went to Disneyland with uh, <laughs> with my one year old, yeah. just like me and him, and uh, and like on the way there, I was like, my sister who's like a huge like Disney fan, like is like mm -hmm. at Disneyland, what like seems like every other day. Um, I said she vomits know, Disney. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she she vomits and craps Disney stuff. Yeah, so Ooh. yeah, yeah. There's like little like cartoon characters coming Steam out of the toilet. Willies in the yeah, Willie's in the toilet. Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> Um, and so I hit her up because I'm like, you know what? This is like Star Wars Day seems like a day that she would be at Disneyland. And sure enough, I go, <laughs> hey, like, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. Why? I go, I go, do you want to go to Disneyland? She goes, oh, shit. I just left Disneyland. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it. I go, I'm on my way with, with Ethan. Okay. I'm turning around. <laughs> she turns around, and so Aww. yeah. So we both go to Disneyland, and she left a little early, but yeah. So I, I got to spend like uh, a few hours. It wasn't the whole day. I got there like at three ish. Uh, so I spent maybe like six, seven hours at the park with my one year old, and and uh, so we had like some, you know, baby bonding guy time, and so that definitely cheered me up. So That's nice. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Got myself a lightsaber churro. I think they they debuted. This yeah, past cool. weekend, so yeah, yeah. in that picture, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun, and then uh, uh, took him on a couple rides. He loves the rides, so he's like, he could be like fussy, and then as soon as the ride starts, he's like looking around, like, oh, yeah, this is, this is cool. So <laughs> yeah, it was good times, good times. Um, so, so that's how I had to cheer myself up. <laughs> so yeah, no, like the game that didn't was my Saturday. The loss, the loss didn't really make me like it didn't ruin my day. Um, it was just more like pursed lips and shaking my head like estupidos te dije like <laughs> you know like like that's kind of how i felt like i'm just like ay pendejos because the thing too was that like the opening of the game was poor but mm -hmm. 20 minutes into the game we started getting our groove and it started getting to like a very confident confident place and those two goals Lewis, I know we're going to backtrack and talk about them, but I just want to say those two goals, I think they may have been the most sequential, beautiful goals they've had in any game this season. They were very nice goals. And obviously we have a recency bias and those are the last two goals that we scored. I I'm sure there no, was but another... They were beautiful. The play, the passes, the pass, everything. They were just... They were I want to say the best team goal that we've had off the top of my head right now would be the goal against Minnesota. The one where Pontius, uh, like the cross to Pontius was just right to his sure. chest and he chested I'm not it. Talking, I'm not talking about just an individual goal. I'm saying sequential goals, like two goals back to back. Oh, Beautiful, I see what you mean. Skillful. Yes, yes. You know, that's I what agree. I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll backtrack to that. So, okay, let's go ahead and, and just get into the game then. Um, so, as you know, the Galaxy go down. 3-2 against the New York Red Bulls in a game that, well, depending on who you're asking, feel that, look, they should have won the game, they played poorly, or the ref stole the game from them. So mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about all three points, but 
let's start off with what Bobby had mentioned, the first 20 minutes. Because the first 20 minutes, the Galaxy had absolutely no answer for New York's high press. They could no not game. find the ball, could not complete passes. It felt like it took them such a long time just to yeah. even cross it dragged. The, the, the midfield. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it, it was kind of – I don't want to say it was frustrating to watch. I kind of felt like, look, New York is doing what they're supposed to be doing they're playing a good game right now, but the Galaxy need to find this. So I wasn't frustrated in that, okay, give it some time. But inevitably, that goal dropped in the 15th minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I was frustrated uh, because I know how much poor New York is compared to us this entire season so far. And... We had the quality, and we had we. I mean, we had the defensive quality to handle this. Now, you know what I mean. And it was frustrating to me that everything was so lackluster. They couldn't get a foot on anything. They couldn't get through the midfield. They, like they were just. I know. Yeah, yeah. New York was doing a really good job of keeping us. Of keep. I think they were keeping Dos Santos really quiet, and they were doing really well of 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 of, of bringing pushing us back. But we we should be a better team with that. And you saw that progress after that goal we were really tripping up for a while for a while uh we could like they had the momentum new york had the momentum there were so many strikes that they could have got two um but you saw like you know moving into the moving into that into that into that half we were we were getting progressively better progressively confident and then they started getting that 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 little swagger that they get sometimes you know where they're doing these little little Nice cutesy moves around players and trying to be, you know, inventive. They started doing that, you know. Yeah, they, was... they they finally uh, they finally broke through that press um, after that goal, and I, I think it's right. I think you, you probably had a, uh, another five minutes before you finally realize, hey, they're starting to hold the ball. So you thought maybe, okay, look, you're not out of the game yet. You're only down by one goal. Let's go ahead and get back into the game. And then the first goal drops. And like you said, a beauty of a goal. Beauty, beauty, beauty. Polenta, polenta, polenta. Dude, his passing. I'm telling you, his passing is impeccable. The guy is, look, he's a real deal. I said it in game number one, albeit after a mistake. The, you 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 could see the quality in the player. I mean, maybe it was just me, but no, I mean, I saw he's, it. He's wiped the mistakes off his face. Definitely. Those are like those are old. That's old news now. Like, yeah, it stung, and we were really angry at that point. But that's past tense. I, I'm really glad that, and I don't think you guys were on that train either. But I'm really glad that we no, weren't I did say on that. the no no. But but I'm glad that we didn't go to the oh. point where he needed to be benched. Or that he was a bust. It was still I, too early. I, I never, well, I never believed that because if you took away those two mistakes, he was perfect. The I guy know. was yes, solid. And sure, there are little mistakes here and there, but you can tell, like, no, overall, this guy is going to be really solid. He looks yeah, to have but, found his groove and looks to have been very, very comfortable back there. And yes, he started that first play, hitting a a, a beautiful long ball, 
and, and if you're keeping track, that would have been that. That's goal number. I believe that was number three in which he started because you got to remember that Diego Polenta started the two goals mm-hmm. uh, that that were scored against RSL. He didn't score them. He's not going to get credit for the assist, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was him moving up the he moves field. The play. He moves the play and forward. He's the one who started the play, mm-hmm. and he picked up right where he left off um, uh, in New York, and. You know, hit a perfect long ball. I think it was to Pontius. Zl- no, it was Latan. Oh, it was the first one. Yes, Latan. the first one was Latan. Who and then did. had a run up to cross. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he just found a wide open Antuna who was uh, in the box, and uh, uh, just like that, one one. But at that moment, you the Galaxy had already regained control over the game. They got through the press, and all of a sudden, New York is chasing the game, and mm-hmm. you said to yourself, okay. Here we go. You made your adjustments. So what happens the rest of the way? And, and New York started playing confused as well. You know what I mean? They, they Their quality dropped. They had no idea what to answer with at that point. Well, well, as you said, as of right now, the Galaxy have better quality players. And they were playing better soccer going into this game. I think once they finally figured out the press. And, and here's the thing about the press. It's obviously going to be very difficult because the spaces right in front of you are going to be limited. Everything is going to be um, constricted where you're backed into a wall. The thing is, is that once you get past that wall and you move, you got to be really, really quick. I think the the Galaxy had a lot of trouble um, with the press because they weren't quick enough on the ball. I, I don't think they were used to that. And they were very used to like, okay, let's kick the ball around. We're playing at our pace. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll dictate the... the the flow of the game, they couldn't do that. They had to adjust to it. Like, nope, we need to be quicker. This is their game. We're being sucked into it. Okay, let's make the adjustment. The the Galaxy did get uh, quicker on the ball. Now, if you are able to get through that initial press, that means there's a lot of space in front of you that they're leaving behind them because so many players are moving up. You're quick enough to hit those uh, those wings and those open spaces you're going to be able to get not necessarily a counterattack, but you're going to have a lot of space in that final third. And I think that's what happened in those two goals, uh, or at least the first one. Uh, the second one was more of a, uh, of a free kick that was botched. But you saw how the Galaxy started creating a lot more chances because they were able to get through mm-hmm. that uh, to the final third a hell of a lot easier. And as you said, Bobby, they started getting significantly more creative uh, in the final third where a lot of people were involved in the attack and New York was just kind of sent scrambling. Yep. Yeah, and you know, heading out on that half 2-1 felt so good, Lewis. Oh, but I but I, I didn't feel but I didn't feel as good as the game prior where I was telling you I had ear to ear smile and then I right. was ups, super upset that we didn't get that win. Um this this I was still kind of reserved, but I was like that. I, I text you guys right away. I'm like, okay, let's just let's just keep this to the second half. You know, yeah. like that's literally how I felt. I'm like, this is great, but you gotta finish it, guys. Yeah. You know? So before we get into the second half, uh, I, I, let's go ahead and talk about the second goal because there was um, once again it's Diego Polenta who is given a lot of space, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, sends again a ball over the top that finds Pontius. 
who then uh, crosses over to Zlatan and and he heads it home uh, via Palomita, and, and the Galaxy take the two one lead. And yes, at, at that moment you feel okay. This could very well be a route. Again, New two York beautiful is, goals. Yes, beautiful, beautiful team uh, team goals, and you kind of felt that. The Galaxy were now showing their class, and New York was reverting back to the team that they had been all season long. Not playing well. Uh, teams figuring out the press, getting through them, making them feel um, uncomfortable. Um, if, if, you know, if New York can't find the ball and, and they're not you know, countering quick, mm-hmm. um, they'll look kind of lost. I'm, I'm not sure if their build-up play is, is as good as, say, the Galaxy's can be. So you had the, the, the feeling that, look, the Galaxy can run away with this game. The Galaxy can mm-hmm. show that, look, we can go across the country and beat down a team. We're that good. And we had a chance to go into first place in not only the Western Conference, but the entire league. Um, and I felt good at halftime. I felt good. Well, yeah. But, but I felt uncertain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Th- th- that's the thing that kind of got to me because look, the Galaxy are either you play a good first half or you play a good second half. And you played half a half. Uh-huh. You know? So I'm like, I was like okay. I was, I was thinking about, are they going to get the next half half? Yeah. And so I said, <laughs> okay, so what team shows up in the second half? And I was worried about it because look, what if that was it. What if the first half was all they got and the second half New York comes back and you know runs over them. Now, the first what, say 15 minutes more or less, I feel that the Galaxy had control of the game. Mm. And they I felt they were pretty poor right away. No. <laughs> no. I felt that the first 10 to 15 minutes they were okay. I felt that okay, Get a goal, put this game to rest, and let's get out of here with three points. Yeah, that's how I felt. Now, there yeah. was one play that I don't remember if it was offside or maybe it was just a very near miss where the Galaxy went from one end, missed a chance, and New York went right back the mm. other way and almost scored. At so that close. moment, the momentum made a 180, a complete 180 and I said uh oh we're in trouble because all of a sudden New York has found confidence and the crowd got back into it mm-hmm. because the crowd and, and I have to point this out because David was at the game and he even asked us can you guys hear us on TV and we're like dude that's all we hear we're hearing the Galaxy supporter section we're not hearing New York's the whole broadcast you were able to hear the Galaxy supporting section after that little misplay when momentum shifted, all of a sudden you heard the New York fans. Mm-hmm. You heard them starting to wake up, and sure enough, a couple minutes later, uh, they they they, um, they tie the game up. Now, at that point, you're allowing two goals. That's the the most goals you've allowed since I believe Minnesota, in which you had a poor like ten minutes. So, on that particular goal, defense completely broke down mm-hmm. in which a cross was sent to a wide open guy and uh, you know it's 
it, it's really hard to miss. I mean, it's not point blank, but you're wide open. It's a free shot in the middle of the goal. Um, Felcher. What happened there, Bobby? Mm, no, it wasn't Felcher because he left his it, man. I, he I, was ball watching, dude. I th- no, that was the first goal. Oh, that's right. Oh, the second one. The sec. The second goal, you got past Triori. And by the way, New oh, York. Oh yeah, no, Felcher attract- was on him actually. He was just off by a yeah. foot. Yeah. Well, the whole game, New York attacked Triori side. I think it was very seldom that they went to Felcher side. They attacked Triori. Triori did a fine game. job as well. This game, he didn't. I mean, do he did phenomenal, I, but I thought he did a fine job. He did a good. I good work. I, I believe that he did okay, but he. I still think he was. I mean, for the for what he gives us. I mean, with him or Shelvick. I mean, it could have been significantly worse if Shelvick was in that game. They oh, would much, have went after Shelvick, and and New York may have scored more more goals. Who knows? It would have been a completely different game. But you can see that they were targeting Triori, and I think he held his own for the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it went down that left side, both goals, and both times. Uh, I don't want to blame the back line. Uh, I think maybe the first goal, maybe Polenta or Steris could have stepped up. But at the same time, I'm wondering where is the midfield tracking that late run? Where is Dos Santos? Where is Legit? Where is Corona? Because the guy is wide open in the box, mm-hmm. wide open in the box. There's no reason for that to happen. The guy got a free shot. What do you think he's going to do with it? Nine times out of ten, you should be making a goal, and that's exactly what happened. Unfortunately, man. And that's Um, where my spirits were broken. Yeah. And (laughs) I said, okay, look. I'd be happy with the three points. But in all fairness, I predicted a draw in this game. I said there's going to be an MLSC result. I'm going to say the Galaxy are going to draw this game. And I would have been walking away 2-2. I would have been okay. I wouldn't have been happy, but oh, I would I have been all right. <laughs> you were winning at the half. You were. Yeah, I was like, um, oh, hell yeah, six points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, you know what? I-, I can handle the draw. I won't be happy. I won't be that disappointed either. I, I-, I can handle the draw. And lo and behold, that third goal drops Yet again, in what seemed to be an identical play, you get past Triori, you get um, a cross in to a wide open player near the middle top of the box, exact same damn play. They didn't learn from it, and it was merely like six minutes later, seven minutes. After the first goal, I mean, it was basically in soccer terms. I mean, soccer time, that's basically on t- back-to-back on top of each other. Yeah. The exact same play ran, exact same mistake. What the fuck, Bobby? That's the one that they VAR'd forever, right? Yes, it yeah, is. We'll no, talk that, about that. That one, Polenta and Triore was on the was on the attacker, and, they, and the ball still went through both of them um, and went into the box. I was just watching it right now. Um Dude, it's just it's just a defensive breakdown, but also it just went in by like a an inch as well. But I mean, it was it was a complete breakdown. That guy should have never been. There shouldn't have been a double team, to be honest, because whoever I don't know who that guy's name is, um, that made the goal. He was completely, completely open. open yeah, open, open. and it's the exact same as the second goal. That's what that's what bothered me the most is that they ran the same play, 
and the same outcome happened. And they I mean, fell for a guy it. They wide fell for open. it twice. Yeah, it was horrible. Nobody, again, the midfield did not track back. No Dos Santos, no Leggett, no Corona tracking that late runner, that guy at the top of the box sitting in just in all by himself. Well, now in this, I think Juninho was in at this point. Dos Santos wasn't there. No, Juninho didn't come in until late in the game. He didn't I come think, in until like after the 80th. I think I'm looking at him right here on the replay. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, pro- I promise you. Because the first sub wasn't made until after we uh, we were down. And that's another talking point that we'll get to. But let's go ahead and talk about the VAR decision because it was controversial. Because depending on who you're asking, you're saying – I mean, if you're asking a Galaxy fan, you're saying that the ref got it wrong. You're asking a New York fan, uh, they're going to say they got it right. Um, if you're neutral, you're probably also split – 50-50 or pretty close to it because it is very, very close to call. Now, a lot of people are saying that the ref, if you're a Galaxy fan, you're going to see with blue and gold you know, sunglasses. So no matter what decision they made, they're going to say, oh, yeah, they made the wrong decision. But then when you're saying, look, the ref stole this game from us, we should have had a draw. If it wasn't for that goal, we would have got out of there with a point. We would have been okay. Maybe, but the ref isn't at fault for three goals. The ref is not at fault for the defense breaking down on the same play twice. The ref is not responsible for a guy being wide open in the middle of the box twice. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to say that the ref blew this game. He may or may not have blown the call the more you watch it, the more you can convince yourself that it was or it wasn't a correct call. I personally think it was an incorrect call. I think that mm. there was some sort of obstruction. Um, so you don't take you don't you don't see that Bingham is already already has com- committed to going the opposite way when he gets bumped. So there's no way that physically he can ever change his his momentum. No, so, but I so feel he, so that... So it wasn't obstructed at all. But I feel like... But I also feel like he was in his line of sight in order for him... Look, I need to take a guess as to where this ball may be going mm. if he's deciding think, to take a shot. I, th- I think you're watching it with your Galaxy eyes because it, also I a mean, Galaxy player was in front of him too. So he was obstructed by two people. He did get bumped by the the, the player prior, but he was already committed to where he was going. There was no way he, he was going to turn. But so if, that I ball mean, went straight in. I, I mean, mean, I mean... If you're telling me that that a goalkeeper got bumped before that shot was taken, that and, and the guy was still in that offside yeah, position, yeah, he got he bumped, got he got bumped when he was already committed to a direction. He was already he, moving that way. It's not that, that he, him, it's not it's not that he got bumped and got pushed off the direction he was going and got and got mis- and misdirected a different way. That, so that that would have been an obstruction. But that doesn't. But the, well, it doesn't necessarily mean obstruction. But doesn't that make him part of the play? It does keep put him a part of the play, but I but the call is if he obstructed the play because he can be standing there. No, because you know, if he's part of the play in an offside position, you'd have to call the offside, which is what the line judge called that he was part of the play that he was in in the vicinity of the keeper because you can't just guard him like in, like not guard him, but you can't be in front well, of him I've like seen, in hockey. 
Well, I've seen many. I've seen many plays where the 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 there a player that's offside is is ahead of everyone, but decides not to go for the ball, and the the play continues, and you know, and then the right. other player keeps going. So what's right. the difference? But he's not than that because he was he wasn't in the way of Bingham. He wasn't like directly in front of Bingham. If if, if a guy is like in an offside but position, but then you would be complaining about corner the ball kicks. Go. But then you'd be complaining about corner kicks like that too. No, because so they can't you can't be get in front of the, the, but you can't get in front of the keeper to obstruct his vision. Because I'm saying, if you can't call that an offside, if there's a player that decides not to go for the ball and the ball continues and they don't call an offsides on that because they let the the ball the the the, the play go on for the other player to catch up to that ball, that's li- that's nearly the same thing as saying that this guy was on an offside position yet he didn't touch the ball, he didn't do anything, he wasn't a part but of the, the play. Di- but you're but saying di- he obstructed him. His obstructed view. So what I'm saying, the isn't between, that the same thing as if you're being obstructed when you're taking a corner kick as well? No, no, because because with a corner kick, they cannot be an offside when the corner kick is taken because the ball not, is at, he- the, at the at the. I understand the very... what you're saying, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm saying, going based off of but, what I put in the first example, it wouldn't be offside. But there, but well, well, I know that because when the ball, okay, if you, when you're taking a corner and the ball is kicked. There can be no offside call unless the ball is spinning out, and the, the guy and if the guy is like takes know, a shot but, or heads it in, and the guy. My, my example is that the my my belief is that the the goal that happened wasn't offside. So you telling me that there can't be no offsides in corner kicks is exactly what I'm saying. So there's two no offsides on both. Yet when you when I when I when I make that statement, you say, well, he's in front of him, so he's obstructing his view. And I'm saying that that happens equally in corner kicks as well. If you remove both and you add those okay. two, it's the same thing. Okay, okay. so I, I get what you're saying. Now I need you to understand what I'm saying. Right. If the corner kick is taken and a guy heads the ball, when the guy heads the ball, now someone can be in an offside position because now the, the, the pass and the ball is in a completely different place than when it's in the corner. When okay. it's in the corner, it's at the furthest, it's at the furthest spot uh, of the field. Therefore, there can be absolutely no offside given when the corner kick is taken. Now, once the corner kick is taken and it's bending out and someone mm-hmm. heads it in and say the defense comes up, there can be many players offside who decide to stay on the post. Mm-hmm. Now, if they let the ball go and they are not in front of the goalie, it's a goal. They're not a part of the play. They but didn't what make if the they play are for in the front ball. of the goalie? What then if they are would, in front of the goalie? Then that would be offside. Because, but that I see that all the time. But, well, it's either, again, it's either a blown call. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. So, like, that's what I'm saying. So, anyways, I wanted to get back to it. depends on what kind of ref it was. It, right. it could have gone anywhere. Exactly. But I, I believe that, it was, that, that it, was, it, was a, it was a it was an actual goal, you know? I mean, yeah, I didn't want that to happen. I was hoping that he would have called it a different way. But, I mean, look, in, that, in, those, in those examples, I, I kind of feel like I made my case. I mean, like, if the person's in front, if the guy's in front of you, there's some kind of obstruction. Oh, someone's hitting some fireworks at my house right now. <laughs> Take it. I'm going to mute so you can talk real fast. Fair enough. Um, well, I mean, uh, for, for me, when I'm watching the replay, I can have my opinion. But that's what I was saying. Depending on who you're asking, it's, it really is a 50-50 call. I think that it could have been called back but at the same time i kind of feel that when you're watching it i can see how the ref can overturn it but at the same time the original call was offside that means you need 
very clear evidence to overturn the original call. And honestly, if it's that close, you don't have that clear evidence. You but that's don't have what VAR is for. Well, that's what I'm saying. When you're mm. watching the replay, I don't think it's clear. The fact that many people are still on the fence tells you that it wasn't 100% clear. Therefore, you cannot reverse a call on the field, which was initially offside. Now, if no offside flag had gone up and the call was a goal, and then you went to VER and it's that close, it's the same thing. You would have to say, uh, there's not enough evidence. It's too close to call. That call has to stand as a goal because there's not enough clear evidence. But because he raised his flag up, that's where they made the mistake. Where It's like, if you really think that that was clear evidence, that it's 100%, that there's no way you can argue against it, then that's when you have to uh, reverse the call. But that wasn't the case. The fact that we're still debating whether it was a good call or not means that there was not clear evidence. And therefore, the play or the call should have stood. It was offside, no goal. <laughs> That's where the controversy comes from. Whether or not they got it right or, or not is it's not, it's not relevant because VAR is there to say, look, the rules are it has to be clear and evident to overturn the call that was already made. I don't think there was enough evidence if we're still arguing about it. There was not enough evidence to overturn that call. You just but need to open again, the rule book where it says it clearly and what. Well, what's I mean, uh, well, I mean, that is the rule. I'm, I'm telling you, that's the rule. I think that's where the controversy comes in, that there wasn't enough clear evidence yeah, but, for but, them to in, overrule it. But in soccer, that's the thing. Those kinds of rules go ev- which which way or the, one way or the other sometimes. I think different I, games I, with different refs. I, I think it's MLS. MLS has dropped the ball well, on some okay. of these bar decisions yeah. quite a bit. Um, well, but, and, even and, and even even when it was no no VAR, it was still that way. I think. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I guess it was more MLS. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, uh, again, you can say that the ref kind of you know um, cost the game for the Galaxy. But I, I'm of the mindset. Look, you had already allowed two goals in. You were already on you know on your heels uh, when those goals were scored, and you buckled. Uh, and. Again, the ref is not responsible for leaving a guy wide open uh, in the middle of the box. So I, I am not of the of the mindset that the ref costs us the game. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the defensive breakdowns because uh, this is the first time the Galaxy have allowed three goals all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had the best defense in the entire league, statistically, and it showed. So far, our biggest strength has been our defense. It let us down. In this game. Not only that, if you're talking about the Galaxy can only put in a 45-minute performance. Well, if you're putting in the totals, if you're putting in 25 minutes of good soccer in the first half, and you're putting another 10 minutes to begin the game, that's 35, and the Galaxy still created chances as the game went on, it probably amounted to 45 minutes of good soccer. So you're still in that like funk of I can only perform for 45 minutes. Now I mentioned last week and the week before that, that we might have an issue here. We might have an issue that the galaxy can only play good for one half or can only play good for, you know, for pockets and moments of the game. Now, a lot of people didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to see it. Didn't want to say that it was there because we were winning games and it didn't matter. And it's true. At the end of the day, 
the results are the only thing that matters. But all those wins were masking an underlying problem that the Galaxy always had. And I said, look, this luck is not going to hold. Eventually, this is going to catch up to us. It caught up to us. So, Bobby, do we have a problem? Um, we do have a little bit of a problem, but it's a it's a it's a problem that can't that can be mended. Um, the one thing that really worries me is that I don't feel like it's a physical thing. I think it's a mental thing because it's just it's it's so odd to see them being in all cylinders, playing beautiful soccer, being creative, um, just and then just fall f- completely flat backwards. In just the 15 minutes span of a break. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't understand that. I, I understand fatigue. You'd, you'd probably see guys get more beaten than making bad decisions. And that's what we see. We see guys make bad decisions and, and not, 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 not doing what they need to do. Um, again, I think it's something that can, get, can be mended. It's it's a it's it's one loss in in for a while. Is this our first loss? I forget now. Second, it's our second, second loss. Yeah, second loss. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, what I was looking in back in the replay is this is the one of the first games I actually saw like everybody kind of being frustrated frustrated with each other. Um, usually, as you just see, you know, Slatan yelling at everybody, and. You don't, and you usually see everybody kind of like giving each other like some support, like ah, oh, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, like come on, you know, let's do it, you know. This 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 game around, they look pretty frustrated with each other, and a lot of guys were yelling at each other um, for making a lot of bad mistakes. So I think that I think that uh, yeah, the frustration on defense mostly um, kind of kicked in. I don't think they were as fr- I think they were more frustrated in say the Minnesota game. Uh, than they yeah, were in this game. But I also feel like this was a game where, like, look, we're down. We've just allowed the third goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't been in this spot. We've never allowed three goals in a game. And here we are now. What just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe then that's when the frustration started. Um, if you're looking at the trends of what has happened this season, um, the Galaxy have been living dangerously for most of the season. The oh, The yeah. stats don't back it up. Uh, the points total don't back it up, and the fact that our standings in the in the conference and the overall league uh, again doesn't back it up. But when you're looking at the games, I mean, let's go one by one. Chicago, we beat Chicago, but look, we didn't look good against Chicago. What happened? We had uh, pockets. I, I, I think if you look back at that game, how many good minutes that we play? I'm going to say around 45 to 60. It mm. wasn't a complete game, and we got out of there with a win. But we didn't look good. Dallas, we lost 2-0. At the end of the first half, we made we created chances, and we and we were a depleted team. And we said, look, we can steal a point, maybe even three points here, because we played a decent enough first half. Second half, just tanked. And you lost it, and you looked bad doing it. The Minnesota game, you played good for a better part of the 70 minutes before 15 minutes or 10, 15 minutes, you let Minnesota back in the game. So, yeah, I mean, again, this hasn't been a secret. There's stretches. This right, hasn't been Vancouver. a secret. It just, I know there's people that just decide not to see it or just it just enjoy taking the pill of the win. 
you know. Well, that's and what then, I'm saying. This is a trend. It's not a secret, but it's not a secret, you know. And I, we've been saying but, it every episode. I know I right. have. <laughs> yeah, we we all have. <laughs> yeah. I've said it. Look at okay, we move on. Vancouver, bad first half, good second half. Against Philadelphia, really good first half, bad second half. Against Houston, pretty even match. But you grinded it out. Minnesota, not a good first half, and even worse second half. And then the gal against uh against RSL, uh, a very, very good first half, a very bad second half um and again with, with with new york you had pockets of you know you probably played a good 45 minutes of soccer and the other 45 minutes the other team made you pay for it so it's a trend it's something that's always been there that people decided not to see and say no nope, we don't have a problem because we're winning games it finally caught up to us we have another tough game coming up against wednesday again you're still on the road you're playing your third game in nine days more or less it's going to be Pretty tough to come out of here with the result, and then you still have another game on Saturday. So it is a matter of, I think you're right. I think it's mental. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about this team that switches off at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's just weird. And look, let me throw some stats in here because this is part of the reason. I knew that there was something else in me that said, why am I so upset at this game? We went cross-country. It's a day game. Those are funky. You know, it's – I'm not naive to believe that the Galaxy will never lose again. Um, no, it's just not going to happen. No, yeah. Um, and, and I'm not naive to believe that, look, this is MLS. It's supposed to be, you know, parody. If you listen to Balls and Beers, you see how fucking crazy some of these results can be. Some games are that are just no-brainers don't work out that way. So the Galaxy are not immune to this. So to say that they're going to – end up perfect the rest of the way because we have such a good team and we see what they're capable of or their potential is it doesn't really make any sense especially in this league but there was something about this game that really bothered me and why i was really upset at it let me go ahead and give you some stats here to show you because i think you might be surprised bobby how often do you think the galaxy held possession in the Without entire looking. game? Yes. How, how, how much do you think, the, the uh, percentage-wise, the Galaxy held the ball? I feel like they did 45%. I, don't, I didn't feel like they did too much. 62. Wow, they did more. 62% possession. Now, most of that probably came uh, in that you know 25 minutes of the first half and maybe the first 10 to 15 minutes. And again, they, they did generate chances after they were down. 62% on the road. That is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 62% was what they were hold, what they were holding against Philadelphia and RSL in the first half. And they did it for the game on the road. That is phenomenal. Total shots? Galaxy had eight more shots than New York did. Mm. They had two less on goal, but they had more chances created. Mm-hmm. Galaxy created 19 chances. New York created 14 chances. 354 passes for the Galaxy and only 175 for New York. Mm. These stats don't show that the Galaxy should be losing this game. And I think that's what upset me, mm-hmm. is that I know that the Galaxy were the better team. Mm-hmm. I know No, they were. That they are, they definitely. Were, and it was frustrating to say, you know what? They were mental defensive mistakes 
that allowed New York to get a point because they were stat wise, they were dominated. Mm-hmm. And it's weird when they like mentally break, they break all together at the same time. That's what I found. Like, I'm just like, this is kind of odd. Like, you don't see one player just doing a bad job and everybody trying to pick it up. Like, they all kind of just fall down to pieces. And it's frustrating to see that. I'm yeah. just like, I don't understand it, 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 It's just, yeah, it, it's odd because, I mean, it, I mean, obviously, look, you can be dominated. All it takes is one mistake. It literally just takes one mistake to, to, to go down a goal or to lose a game. Um, as what happened, you made three mistakes. You actually made a little bit more but got lucky. No, yeah, but um, even then, even like sometimes when there's no goal, like, you know, if there's something that rattles, like let's say you hit the post, then all of a sudden momentum shifts and everybody's fucking up in everything for like the next right. 10 minutes. Which like, is exactly like, what I Dude. <laughs> which, is, which is exactly what I said about New York. Like, they, they, like before their goal was scored, maybe like five minutes before, maybe less than that. There was there was a play that they missed. They came very very close. I don't know if it was offside, but they they were very close yeah. to making a goal. And that's when momentum changed. And then pretty much the goals fell six minutes apart from each other. Um, the Galaxy still had chances to score. They hit the post. Uh, uh, I don't remember when that was, but I think Pontius's header hit the post. They continued to create chances. They easily could have tie this game and still Polly could have came back and won this game uh, to be perfectly honest. And I think that's what Polly upset me the most is that I feel that a win was more than possible and oh, the yeah. stats back up that claim. Um, let's go ahead and move on to this point here. Once the galaxy were down three, two, uh, the up until that point, no, Substitutions were made. Now, the third goal was scored in the 66th minute. No substitution was made until the 76th minute. Now, I can go in again stat-wise for for a sub to be effective. If you're going to use three subs, the first sub has to be used within the first 15 minutes. The The second sub has got to be used before the 75th. And the last sub has to be made no later than the 80th, statistically speaking, for those subs to be effective. This, of course, is under the assumption that you have people on the bench that can make a difference. <laughs> um, you didn't make a substitution, or Scalotta did not make a substitution until the 76th minute, 10 minutes after you were down and only giving your subs 15 minutes to create something. Now, off the bench, who do you have that's a game changer? Your biggest threat is Emma Boateng. That is a major problem. <laughs> yep. That's oh, all you got to say? Yeah. That's yep. all you got to say? Yep. Okay. No, I know. Uh, there, I mean, what I mean, it's just... We've seen the rerun again, you know, like, I mean, we need someone much better. Just, we just need someone much better, especially in these, these moments of the game. Um, and especially if we're going to keep playing like this, yeah, if we continue I mean, playing like this throughout the season, we need someone better to finish and to cross and to just, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not a, I'm not much of a hater of Boateng as you are. Um, but like, you know, like I see some Things that are good, but not an, it's not enough at all. 
I mean, uh, if you're looking at the bench, you have Shelvick, you have, I think, Lamson as a backup goalkeeper, you have Gonzalez, who's a defender, you have Juninho, who's a defensive midfielder, you have Carrasco, who's a defensive midfielder, you have Cuello, who is a rookie, and you have Emma Boateng. Again, uh, I'm missing a player that I can't think of. You have Shelvick, I think I said that. But either way, you don't have someone that is going to change the game, and you certainly don't have any offensive player. Of all those players, you have Cuello, who is not a game changer, who doesn't have the skill to just go in there and change a game. And then you have Emma Boateng, who probably creates the most offense. But, as I said before... The guy has speed and he can go at tired legs. That's great. I can beat the defender. But what happens after that? Either a bad decision, a bad cross to nobody, a bad pass to nobody, or a shot that's just going to go way off target. Speed doesn't mean a damn thing if you can't, I mean, if you're not being productive with, you know, without, I mean, how do I say this? Yeah, if there's, if there's no results at the end. You may as well have just, just put a track star in there. It's the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to get past you, but my skill, that, that's where it ends. I'm not going to be able to do anything after that. I mean, that's pretty much what you're doing. And, and we talked about Antuna. I get that Antuna is more technically gifted than Boateng. But again, it's like... He also has a, like, lot, a lot less games on, on his notch, I think. So he's young. I, I mean, that he's as young. well. But I mean, I, I kind of joked around that we had said that Antuna is a Mexican Boateng. And, you no, know, he no, scored no, against no. RSL. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, that was kind of half the joke. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you switch, okay, Emma for, for Antuna, it's like, okay, you're not really giving that much. I mean, it's kind of, you know, kind of taking a sidestep. And you're still doing the same thing. You have a guy who's fast, but, man, like, can't cross, can't make a good decision, can't, you know, can't make those runs. And even if he did, he's not going to get the ball on frame. Um, it, it's just frustrating. Um, and it shows that, A, this roster is not complete, and, B, how deficient we are at depth um, as far as the attack. Now, once Efrain Alvarez comes back from the, the U squad in, under, uh, in, the, in the World Cup, mm-hmm. he will be an option. I'm sure he will replace Cuello in the, in, uh, on the bench. And you do have a game changer and a guy who can generate offense, but that won't happen till July or August. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we need another player since Allison Rini is down, who was our only other mm-hmm. offensive threat. So... Um, Teclose had mentioned that, you know what, because of this injury, you know, we were always looking at a player, but we might have to um, speed that process up because of that. And we might be signing someone before the May 7th uh, transfer window closes for MLS. And it looks like they found their guy in Fabio Alvarez, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, a attacking midfielder from uh, he's he's uh, Argentinian. Yeah. Plays in Atletico Tucumán uh, of the uh, Argentine First Division. Um, stats aren't hot for an offensive player. I think a lot of people were focused on that. Also, there were a couple uh, stats out there that people threw out that of the available minutes that he could have played. He's only played like 25% of them. How old is he? Um, he's 26. Okay. So he's young. He's, he's young and he's hungry. Young, but yeah. No, he's not super young, but he's still How long has he been playing? Uh, I'm assuming his entire life if he's a professional player in Argentina. Yeah. Well, I mean. But 
but uh, so nothing has been made official but it looks like all signs are pointing that he will be a member of the galaxy family next week uh we are recording on may 6th the window closes tomorrow may 7th we should be hearing an announcement tomorrow so um this is a guy that obviously we need another scoring threat we need depth in that midfield um it looks like this is their guy now Stats aside, let's just go ahead and be honest. The signings that the Closa and Scalota have made, mm-hmm. they've knocked them out of the park. Mm-hmm. You have Palenta, fucking brilliant. Corona, mm-hmm. kind of tailed off in this game. But still good, still strong. He is good. He is really good. Has given Triori a chance. Mm-hmm. Solid. Mm-hmm. Has replaced Shelvik. Mm-hmm. Araujo given a chance mm-hmm. solid may not replace too. Felcher but solid solid backup the guys that they have picked up the guys that they have signed the guys who have given the, they have given a chance to mm-hmm. have been spot on um, Fabio's stats may not be there I am going to go ahead and trust Skeloto and DTK on this that they got a good pickup. Yeah, I mean, that's literally how I feel, too. Like, right now, I'm like, well, your track record already since the beginning of the season is good decisions behind good decisions behind good decisions behind good decisions. And we're seeing things get better, um, even though in the last, what, 30 minutes of this episode has been the opposite. But it has. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, so, like, when I saw the name, I was like, okay. I looked a little bit of, like, his highlights. I'm like, all right, whatever. Because, you know, there's some 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 players... Even though they have very little highlights, I can kind of tell. Um, like, I felt that with Van Damme. Um, I felt that with another player. Uh, but this one, I was like, eh. But, I, but like you said, like, there's nothing, there's nothing to tell me not to trust them. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing, there's nothing to tell me that they're, not cre- they're, that they're not being inventive here. Like, I feel like they, they're, they're, they're looking at something that we're not seeing. Oh, of course, because we don't see it. But, uh, you know, there, there's, there may be a nice surprise, and I'm hoping right. for it. Yeah, and I think what, what, what's getting people really um, worried is the stats. I mean, he is an attack-minded player, so you should at least see some sort of goals or assists in those stats. Because you can make the case for Jonathan Dos Santos, like, that guy's been our best player, but he has no goals or assists. So, um, you I know, totally, totally, totally different uh you know jobs that those two players have but i think that's what what got a lot of people worried like uh i'm not sure if this is the guy and you got to remember that you're not going to go out and find a prolific goal scorer simply because you cannot afford to pay him dp money you have to find a guy um that is around tam speaking of which the galaxy have made a trade from they traded away gam for tam uh, to, uh, I believe it was Minnesota, and there was another team that I cannot remember. I want to say maybe Columbus? I don't remember. But they're trying to get more TAM, and that's exactly... There's a reason why they're doing that. So you got to figure that they're paying Fabio Alvarez that TAM money um, right there. And so that's why we kind of figure it's, it's, it may be unofficially official that he is going to be there. And Scalotto, again... He's coming from Argentina. He knows the the players down there. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, having, I'm having a feeling like he just knows this player in general. 
And that's yeah, why he's probably he saying up. to himself, yeah. yeah, look, he's affordable. He's going to fit the system. I can yeah. work with him. You can mold I'm this sure guy. If, talk- we, if we got a, a higher player, I don't know if we could mold them to Zlatan. You know, like they, they right. want some star power too. So this would be a lot easier. Yeah, I, I think so. I think here's a guy, look, you're going to be second, second fiddle to Zlatan. I don't think a guy like that is going to mind. No, he's going to uh, relish it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, if Zlatan uh, decides to fall back the way he did against RSL, here's a guy that can, you know, if he is an attack-minded player, here's a guy who can make those runs that Zlatan can find him. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, I, it, it's more about having faith in Teclosa and Scalotto, which I do, mm-hmm. rather than what do the stats say because maybe i mean there's a lot of factors that play into that yeah and just you know, hope, and just hoping that the chemistry is on the field i'm just hoping yeah yeah and again i i, I trust the decisions that these that, that these men are making they have been hitting it out of the ballpark so um there there's that now mm-hmm. let's go ahead um move on to the the preview we have two games this week, we have uh, the Wednesday game, the midweek game against Columbus. That is on the road. The Galaxy did not come back home from New York. They stayed in the East Coast. Um, and then they have the Saturday game. They travel back home. Uh, they will face NYCFC. So let's go ahead uh, without giving any predictions because we do that on Balls and Beers. Um, what are we seeing uh, in Columbus here, Bobby? Chicago Fire Lock. Oh, wait, what? Uh, no uh i don't know man like uh, here like again just to repeat what we've been saying this is a galaxy team that we don't see play a full 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 90 um we are a better team than columbus crew right now we have individually we have individual players that can outpace and outplay the columbus crew one to one i but seeing how we continue to just kind of just fall back on games and let things kind of just ride and then have to like you know come back i'm, I'm not really I, I like we've been saying you know it's a pattern um usually we've been we've, we've been inching out of it and i mean i hope that's what we do in this game of course you know what i mean but yeah. columbus columbus has been playing really bad lately as well but i feel like they may just have you know uh the up and up being at home of course a little bit more uh, confidence to them but I don't think we're going to make it any easier. Are we are we missing anybody for that game? That that's new from last um, week. I, who well, who, no. who came out of the game last week? I forgot. Did someone get injured? Um well, this past game against New York was the exact same lineup as RSL. Yeah. Um Alexandrini got injured and so you just put um But didn't someone um, leave this last game? Pontius. Pontius. Mm, no, someone did someone leave was injured? That just like a Triori. Oh, that's right. What it did, was Triori. Do, do you know any details about that? As far as uh, right now, no. Uh, mm. th- there has been nothing that has come out. We don't know anything. Uh, I'm sure uh, Josh and Kevin know something. I'm sure you'll hear it on their pod. Um, but uh, as far as the mm. injury, we, we, we don't know what the extent is. But it, 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 I'm not sure if it's just cramps or it was something worse. We're hoping yeah, it's we just cramps. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, we'll, 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 we'll have to keep an eye on that, but uh, to see if he, he comes back. Um, other than that, I mean, look, I, I feel that, you know, the, the inability to, to play a full 90 is, has been worrisome. 
Um, you're playing another road game. Granted that you're playing a Columbus team that is ice cold right now. They have lost five games in a row. They would have... I mean... They lost five games in a row. They're not in good form. Um, this is a game that, again, I think it's up for grabs. I think you can beat this team. The stats show that we could definitely you should have team. beat New York handily. But you could have said the same thing about RSL. You could have said the same thing about Portland. You could have said the same thing about uh, Philadelphia. Um, I think they could take three points and I think they should be able to take three points but again man these these midweek MLS games they're just funky there's some funky results and I think that also plays a factor um we can't have the same defensive mistakes that we had against New York I think Columbus can make us pay the same way I think Zardes would love to score a hat trick against us um, I, I, I mean, people get pumped up playing the galaxy. Um, we have a target on our back now. We're back at the top or we're, we're, or at the very least, we are not a joke anymore. And so I, I think that can be, um, you know, we're open to have a target on our backs before because of that reason. And that, that could play against us, but yeah, I mean, this is a game that I feel that we can take three points. It's just a matter of finishing your chances and tightening up that defense and and minimizing those mistakes. The just keeping your head in the game for more than just forty five minutes. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. we got. I mean, we don't know because we haven't seen them do it. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, I think that's a problem. I think that's something that needs to be addressed. I of think course, it's, it's a problem because that's going to yeah. bite us in the ass all throughout season. But if we continue this way, we're gonna we're gonna lose a lot more games than we inch by, in as we did in the beginning of the season. It's not going to yeah. continue. Yeah, and that's why I said I, I think the wins mask the problems, and a lot of people didn't want to talk about it. I think if we drop points against Columbus, people are really going to start seeing like mm, we might have an issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not reason to panic. We're in May. Um, and I know uh, uh, if you did listen to Core of the Galaxy, you had uh, um, Eric Vieira saying, look, don't peak yet. It's too early. You don't want to peak until July or August, which is fine. I understand that. But y- you can't be dropping games to teams that you know you're better than. And, and right now, I don't see a team out there that can dominate the Galaxy. I think the closest you're going to get is LAFC, but... You can see that they're vulnerable, and we still have a mental edge over them. Until they beat us and they get that monkey off their back, I still think the Galaxy have yep. an edge over LAFC. Yep. So I don't think there's any team out there that's saying that scares me right now. I think at the very least, I'm saying maybe playing DC United on the mm-hmm. road mm-hmm. is That'll a team a that, I, yeah. that I might say. And playing Seattle on the road mm-hmm. is another a game where I'm saying uh, that might be difficult. Everything else, I think you can be very competitive uh, based on what I'm seeing from other teams as of this moment. Um, but who knows? Maybe they write the ship. Hopefully they do. Uh, maybe the, the loss to New York sparks something. Maybe Scalotto is just ripping them apart right now. Who knows? I hope so. So, yeah. Three days later, they come back home. Uh, they will play against NYCFC. NYCFC, by the way, unbeaten in the last six games. They went undefeated in April, the same as the Galaxy. 
and they won their last game in Montreal. That's a tough team. Um, so they're currently 3-0-3 in the last six games. They traveled to the Galaxy. Bobby, is this a no-brainer? Well, I better hope that they don't. I hope that ends for them at home because I really don't want to see a loss at home. Um, I want I want to continue our uh, uh, undefeatedness at home this season, and I think that may happen. I'm hoping that it will happen. Um, but again, this all depends on what happens on the game prior that week. Who knows what will happen? Who knows? I don't want to even want to say it. You know what I mean? But yeah. The shit, well, the here's sh- the thing: the shit that happens to the galaxy all the time. Right. Um, so here's the thing for me. Um, New York's got to travel cross country. That's hard on any team, regardless if you're good or not. And the Galaxy are perfect at home. They mm-hmm. have a fortress. I think they know it. I think the Galaxy know it. For me, will fatigue play a factor is probably going to creep in here. Because you played... On Saturday against New York, you're going to play on Wednesday, and you got to play another Saturday game. This is where, once again, the second half, you might tail off. You better control the game starting you, – you, you better – if you're going to start off on the right foot, you better be scoring three goals in that first half before you pr- fatigue might set in in that second half where you can weather the storm and you can just kind of sit back bunker down and protect the three goal lead because i think again you're playing three games in that week if, if you're if you're going all the way back to, to the new york game that's yeah. what kind of worries me is the fatigue in the second half and how have you been playing in the first half did you tank the first half or were you on their throats were you able to score more than one goal i mean th- there's different factors i think Again, you're at home. You should be winning this game. I think that's going to be a really good game, actually. But uh, you should be winning that game. You're at home. You got to defend that territory, man. You got to defend that stadium. You have been doing it all season. No reason to stop now. As I said, I don't think there's a team out there that can come into our house and and I say, that's going to be a tough game. I think that we can beat a good portion of anyone who comes into the diggity. Yeah. I agree, and I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, man, but I yeah. mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't yeah. want them Cro- to be blaming it on fatigue. Like, it's like, well, you guys you guys mentally get out of the game 45 minutes before it ends, so don't tell me fucking shit about fatigue. Fix the other shit. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more there. I, I think fatigue does play a factor, but it doesn't explain why you... It's not an excuse right now. It just isn't. Not, not, not as of yet. Not as of no. yet. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Bobby, you got anything else? Uh, no, I think so. I think that's 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 game. That's game. There it is. For our predictions, as always, go ahead and listen to Balls and Beers. Um, and uh, as we said before, uh, David not here, so uh, we probably will have a penalty show to uh, to hear David's stories. Uh, uh, from his trip to New York, so stay tuned for that. And yeah. uh, definitely, David will definitely be back next week. Um, how do you think the show went, dude? I think it went fine. It's less funnier than me and David. It is. Yeah. But our funny is not appropriate <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I was <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of 157. I'm here with Lewis and only Lewis. 
Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. And this is Bobby. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 